this is the legend killer, James Kenny, and you're listening to the Tribe Talking Podcast. Well, this is awkward. Um, it's going to be a long one tonight, guys, so bear with us. Uh, for one half of Tribe Talking, yesterday wasn't a total cluster. For the other half, it was, yeah, I'm going to be driving most of this tonight. I think Mooney's not really up for it, but here we are anyway. Um, you okay, mate? Not really. Cool. Um, look, to be honest, you're lucky I'm even here, if I'm honest. I was expecting yeah. just to have to go solo tonight, but never mind. At least you're mean, fine, mate. We're fine. We're fine. Irregardless of the fact that I do a podcast with a Scottish bloke, <laughs> um, yesterday was pros- was probably the worst day in my rugby watching life. It, yeah. I, I think the, the two get the way the way to lose those two games just compounded my misery. And uh, I just after the after the Chiefs game, I was like, "Oh God, you know, you know the Six Nations." You're like, oh, "Okay, well, <laughs> I know your history of watching Six Nations isn't the same as mine, but <laughs> still, the, still the low blows. <laughs> it's uh, hey, get, mate, it's getting better. So, um, yeah, but so- it, uh, usually the Six Nations sort of takes the edge off, and it just compounded it. What did we say a few weeks ago? I I find it, we both find it easier to lose by. 53 points than to lose in the manner in which Chiefs lost yesterday. Yeah. And we'll do, we'll, we'll cover the, we'll cover the internationals later. Um, but so obviously the, the game wasn't on telly yesterday. Mooney and I were resorting to flitting between BBC Devon, um, a group chat we're in where we were getting updates from the lads who were at the game and Twitter to get the results of what was happening. And what first half when we saw Chiefs were going in at the break, in the lead, it was like, what is what is happening here? Yeah, look, first first and foremost, I think everyone that we know were guilty of not expecting a result. Definitely. Absolutely. And if, if you told me, when we saw the lineups on, was it Thursday, the lineups dropped? Um, yeah. Or Friday? Friday. Day yeah. um, if you said to me, you, you're going you're gonna to come away with two losing bonus, you're going to come away with two bonus points, You'll have lost, but the team will still be seventh and it'll be four points off Northampton going into next week. I'd have gone, I'd, I'd take that. I'd be more than I, that. Would That would do me out of the situation. Of course, a win would have been better, of course, it would have been, but we were not expecting the lads to get anywhere near close. And fuck me. Well, look, Wasps have been moaning all year about not having players available. That, that was the best team they've had all year. Yeah. Definitely. And then we basically played our, the bin juice of the bin juice. No, so what what first what what dedicate like you know bolted on first name on the team sheet players were in that side yesterday apart from Joe Simmons. I mean, even Yance Kirsten's not a guaranteed starter if everyone's fit. Yeah, you know, no. fit, you oh, fit. Hepburn. Oh, so yeah, Alec Hepburn was back from injury. But even well, that being said. He hasn't started every game this year. He's not been guaranteed to start at loser because no. he's scrapping all over the place. Um, so, yeah, I mean, one or two, depending well, on... Your... Yeah, but, but the same argue, argument could be said for Simmons. Well, yes, yeah, yeah, very, very good point. Yeah, between him and Skinner, they've both started probably the equal amount of times at 10. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's just... Skinner's probably played more games this year. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah you're probably oh, right there. With Dave Ewers dropping out lastminute.com. Yeah. I mean, when it, when I heard that as well, it was just like, could this day get any worse? <laughs> I, was, I was expecting this to get absolutely romped yesterday. So, so we, to- yeah, uh, look, we I wrote a list, didn't I, earlier of who we didn't have available. And it was it's like 22 players, all of which would have probably played if they were, you know, all of those players would have probably been in the squad yesterday had they been fit. Well, when you when you published that list, I mean, if, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's on it's on Facebook. I'm not expecting Mooney to go through it because it is so long. But every single player in that group, I would be, I would not bat an eyelid at being in a Premiership final squad, yeah, or a Championship final squad. And it was that there's that many. Yeah, okay, there were seven internationals away yesterday at Murrayfield, but that doesn't take into consideration the likes of Amul and Townsend, Witty, you know, Christ getting. Fucking broken by Wales, all the Don Armand getting knocked out. You know, it was a long list. Yeah, <laughs> and we basically we basically lost like our first seven locks. Yeah, 
So, and then obviously Kirsten, he does play at second row, and then, and obviously Daffy Jenkins is is highly rated. But you know, you don't have Gray Hill, Skinner, Whitty, Lonsdale, Christ, Armand, who's been playing second row. It's like it, most teams would be lucky to actually field a team. Yeah, much less go toe to toe with Wasp and very nearly pull it off. And do you know what? Right, one thing when, when we were we were at Irish last week. There was a lad, there was a lad warming up with the Chiefs players, and I was like, I, I, I take pride in actually knowing who most of the younger lads are. Yeah, I was like, who the, who's that? Yeah, and it was Lewis Pearson. Yeah, who basically got thrown in because you was pulled out, and ended up having an absolute barnstormer. Well, if you if you're gonna put yourself on show, that's how you do it, isn't it? That what a game he had. No, he called up next minute, and he just, I mean. I mentioned this to you guys earlier. With, with, with the A-League obviously being binned up during the COVID pandemic and it, there seems to be no chat about it coming back, these lads are not getting any minutes apart from in the Premiership Cup if they're lucky. and They're just getting binned off, aren't they, to either Albion, Pirates or Coventry at the minute. Exactly. And they're literally... what It's a baptism of fire every time their name goes on the team sheet. And you mm. look at the like, Kenny, Schickling, Pearson, they've, they've, Jenkins, they've come in and expected to do a job and they've done, they've absolutely blown. But well, it's me as a supporter. They've blown me away with their their abilities and their effort. Like, yeah. Imagine imagine that on the phone, right? Uh, Lewis, Dave, uh, Dave Ewers has uh, gone down sick. He's starting. Okay, against wasps. Yeah, with Barbary and Brad Shields is in there. Yeah, it's pretty pretty tasty looking wasp side. You up for it? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and he yeah, was a freaking try. <laughs> just... Yeah, but the best thing about the younger lads as well is when they get interviewed, they're clearly not. Uh, they're clearly not like media trained. Yeah, yeah, yes. I know what you mean. Yeah. You, yeah. So they're just like, oh, what the fuck was they? But um, yeah, yeah bigger nights. <laughs> well, fair with Ricky Bobby's first interviews. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what with my hands. It's like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so. I, mean, I love well, it. We had Shickling on the uh, on the um, telly the other last week. His voice, my, he sounds like a bloody lethal weapon villain. Unbelievable. Yeah. It, honestly, what a what what a voice! Like it's not the lowest voice I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. But, but, um, but back to guys who aren't young and uh, young and um, new coming. What a game Jans Gersten had yesterday. He was smoking people. Like that's, that's what he does. Yeah, but it was like it was almost like someone turned him up to eleven and go, right, Yance, we've got no other heavy hitters really apart from you. Can you just look, absolutely crush people today? Yeah, I can do that, and I'll Kirsten, win line and steal some lineouts. Yeah, Kirsten's funny, right? Thing about Kirsten is he's he's effectively not first choice, mm. but you wouldn't scoff at him playing anywhere, would you? No, that's the, that's the that's the beauty of our squad that when it's when it's all when everyone's available. Isn't it? You've you've got guys like Yance Kirsten who are pushing those guys in the first team, yeah, to justify being there. And then if they if he pushes into the team, you go, well, we know what he can do. Like like Don Armand at the moment. I mean, Don Armand is is on fire, and it's such a shame he wasn't there yesterday. But they're absolutely keep they they keep people honest. And as you said, it doesn't matter where he plays in the back five, he'll do a job, and he'll do a great job. I was thinking about Don Armand, actually. You know, he, he was basically just playing five minutes every game. Yeah. Five to ten minutes. And I just thought, God, he's just having his career extended by yeah. just playing ten minutes a game. And then he starts a game and gets knocked out. Yeah. Which is probably taking six months of his career. So it's just all kind of cancelled. Yeah. It's just cancelled out. Oh, frustrating. But yeah, yeah. look, let's get, let's get into the game because the first half was bloody amazing. It was. I mean, watching the scores come in, I was like, "What? What is happening?" I mean, Ollie Woodburn looked great when he when he's not under pressure. You know, he's not fighting for a position, and he's just expected to go in there and be Ollie Woodburn. He is unbelievable. That little yeah. cheeky little tip tip off though to Flats was great. I forgot. I've got. I forgot how good Wood, Woodburn can be. Yeah, he looks so sharp, and it's like it's like a new signing. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and. I love the fact he was celebrating before Flats got to the line, though. Is that is that a hog thing now? You must be. Yeah. yeah. Arms in the air. He didn't score. Ah, oh, shit. 
<laughs> but uh, it didn't work that time. But yeah. uh, Hendrickson, again, he looked fantastic yesterday. The amount of carries he made and it was the line breaks he was making, it was everything was really good to watch and it made it very difficult to accept the fact we lost the game by a point. And yeah, but fact, we were winning. We were winning with a minute, you know, well, with a minute to go, we were basically two scores up. Yeah. It's just, um, it's, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, um, especially with the effort those those boys put in. And you look at, and you're looking across, looking across the team, like Jack Inard is a perfect example. Right. Are we thinking now that Jack Inard may be pushing Jack Yendall out of that second position for hooker because he is, he's, he's playing so well. His lineup accuracy yesterday was great. You know, his ball carrying is really good. His defensive work's good. And, I love. I mean, don't worry, Jack Yendall's one of my favourite Chiefs players, but Jack's obviously on the way out, and in, you know, in the, on the way in, age-wise. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be a that's going to be a conversation at some point, I think. Well, I think it's already been had, the, yeah. because Inard has been start, has been ahead of Yendall for a few weeks now. Yeah. So it, it, I think look, we we can like, you know, people are. People are talking online and saying, oh, we've recruited in weird places. But then Baxter just has this knack with these young players, doesn't he? Well, we've seen that conversation a few times. Oh, we need to recruit here. We need to recruit there. The best players in Chiefs shirts are all academy graduates. Pretty much. All of them. Slade, Noel, Dickey, Simmons brothers. Yeah. To name a couple. You know, it's Rob Baxter knows what he's doing. He's a great, He's the best coach in the Premiership for a reason. We just, this is just, we said it, we said it time and time again. We just explained how many players we've got out at the start of this game. Yes, other teams have got players missing, but not 23, 22, 23. Yeah. And, and all, all especially seven in key, seven in a key position that it's, you can't just throw someone in. The, the new breed has coming through. Do you know what fucks me off, though? It's, if we say, like, oh, we've got 22 players out, and, and someone will go, Oh yeah, but you can't use that as an excuse. So yeah, but I can acknowledge the fact that we're missing twenty-two frontline players. Yeah, uh, and, and, and you get these fucking rugby fans that are like, "Oh yeah, don't don't say anything about the ref. Don't you can't be annoyed." Like telling you how you allowed to feel about the game. Well, we live so, in, mate. Sorry, I, I can't I can't control my bipolar. Like, if, <laughs> actually, rugby's made me bipolar, but. It's like, yeah. you know, that's um, you give a list of players that are unavailable, and then you look at Wasp's team, and you're not, if unless you're a casual rugby fan, you know, oh, this is going to be a hard game. And then for those players to perform the way they did, like, then you're just like, oh my God, things are, you know, oh, we're turning it around again. But, it, you know, it's going to be a long six nations still. But I mean, look, like you said, Inard, Capstick, quality again. Oh, he's amazing. Mate, Grondona. Yeah, he, what a find he was. He was. I said, what did I say? I said, we'll never see him play. <laughs> just thought he was there. great. Honestly, he looked like he'd been in that shirt for years yesterday. He was really good, really assured, great carrier. And going back to Capstick, burrowing across the line, Simmons style to score a try. That's the sort of stuff we needed against Irish. It was just that dogged determination to get to the line. Yeah. And, you know, it's, just, it's these little margins that are just going to help us. I mean, again, it was losing bonus point and a try point bonus point. Not as good as four points and a try, try point, obviously, but it's two more points than we were expecting. Mm. Yeah, I could, I could see us maybe getting a losing bonus, but not getting a try one as well. The attack play was great, and I, I, I need to I need to bring it up. We have to talk nines because <laughs> Sam Walder was really good. And what did we, you say? Right, we'll, we'll allow some nine chat. What did you say to me? Look, Maunder's like a cross between someone's yeah. like a cross between Jack Maunder and Townsend. He's a he's a hybrid because we we we've spoken we, we chat about nines all the time but between me and Moody because we don't want you because we don't want to descend into anarchy. We like Stu Townsend. We like Sam Hidalgo Klein's sort of scrappy picking at the base. Danny Care kind of nine play. Jack Maunder is far more controlled. He's a bit slower. He's more Ben Youngs. But Sam, Sam Maunder seems to be a hybrid of the two. He's got the control aspect. His box kicking mm, is a bit... Well, crap, crap, last week, but... crap last week was really good yesterday. 
but his distribution is quick and it doesn't require it to be necessarily settled at the back. If the ball's loose and scrappy, he just fucking gets it away. He goes, there's mm. a runner, I'll do. But it's always someone close to him. He's not winging mental passes or trying to overplay it. He just looks at quick scan, right? There's there's that Yanis. Pump it into Yanis. Right, there's uh, Pearson. Pump it to Pearson. Right. We've got, we got some control on it now. And we'll whip it away. And he just looked to be maybe what we've been looking for. But he's also very young. He's still got a long way to go. Um, but I'm, I'm more, I'm, I feel more comfortable seeing Sam Maunder on the pitch than Jack Maunder at the moment. And that's, that's me. That's my opinion. That's, um, yeah, it, it, like, you know, you said like Jack Maunder's like Ben Young's and mm. people, I think they're, just, they're, they're, they're both scrum offs that are doing exactly what the coaches want them to do. Precisely. Yeah. And, and as, as rugby fans, you'll see like a, you know, like a Townsend come on, Hidalgo Klein come on and be like really ir- irritating and doing these like, you know, running, running from the base and, and like that's entertaining scrum like a, when you watch a scrum half. But I, I like we... That's not the system. No, exactly. Yeah. So we may as well talk about why we, why we think Sam Hidalgo Klein is leaving because yeah. he just wouldn't play the systems enough. Yeah, I think that's probably from what from the little we we've like dug into it. We found it, he's, yeah. he's not he he wants to play his his game. Baxter doesn't want him to play that game. He wants him to do what. And in the first year he was at Chiefs, he did it all the time. I think Sam yeah. Klein's a forcing player. When he sees something's not not going the way that he he thinks it should be going, he's trying to up the pace, trying to push, trying to push a play. Whereas Chiefs have always been, we stick to our system. And yeah. We'll, we'll, will bring the game to our speed, not force a different tempo or, or these sorts of things, which is why he's probably a better finisher than a starter. Yeah. Whereas so watching Sam Maunder yesterday, his distribution was quick, but the system wasn't being broken. He was, he, was, he was passing quickly enough to have forwards hitting it at pace. So they were breaking the game line. Whereas Jack's a little bit more looking around, pod set, now I'll pass. Sam Hidalgo Klein's pick up, look around, then pass. And it's, that's obviously the bit that Baxter doesn't like, the pick-up, scan, then the pass. You're inviting players on, you're inviting defences on. That's yeah, that's my that's my analysis of him. And if, if he's not playing the system that he's wanted, then it, then he's not gonna he's not gonna he's not gonna play. And if he's not gonna play, there's no point in having him in the squad. Well, I, I can't imagine he's cheap. No, I can't imagine he's cheap. So that's, you know, more cap off. Hmm. And then we're going to have to sign another nine. Yeah, we are. Because, so, so we'll see what happens. Well, this is the thing: is that we've said this a couple of weeks in a row now. We just as a side note. Yep, more money off the cap. More money off the cap. I'd quite like to see some money going on the cap soon. Yeah. Um. We'll we'll come to that in a bit. But you know, going back to yesterday, uh, I think overall, I mean, to lose in to lose like that hurts really fucking hurts, especially it's fucking Wasps. Oh, mate, of all teams. But if that's our binges, all I can think of is what would have happened if we'd had the full squad. You know, yeah, well, if you look at the league now, it's got a bit weird, hasn't it? Yeah, Six Nations period is always going to go a bit weird. Yeah, so like, if you look at the team Wasps were able to put out, in a Six Nations game, a team with Launchbury, Adogwu, Barbieri, Robson. It's, you know, it's uh, it's like, it's mental, isn't it? It's the, a team the, full of internationals. Yeah, the, the, the only player that they didn't have available that would have mattered to them was Imago. And well, that's I think that's better. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, both, we both think he's yeah. a twat and he is, but... Um, yeah, I mean, what worries me is they're going to do a Quins last year. They're going to launch up the table now. Um, yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting those vibes big time. Yeah. Um, but that being said, you know, they didn't look, they weren't impressive yesterday. And that's, that's, what, wasps, isn't it? that's wasps every other year. They have a good yeah. year and a shit year. Yeah. That's not me hating on wasps either, just for the sake of hating on them. They just didn't look impressive. They didn't, they were taking on a relatively inexperienced bunch of players that had never played together and they weren't doing damage until the very the last throws of the game when it was back to the back to the wall defence just saps your energy and players were tired. Yeah. And it's gonna happen. You know, so um but all in all, yeah, it's 
we're still seventh. We've we've won seven, we've lost seven, and we are seventh. So um, yeah. <laughs> Look, we are gonna put Bone Barnes back down to tier two. Yeah. Just out of spite, really. <laughs> He's actually all right, but um, he rests very well. To be fair, yeah. But he chalked up two tries, and I think I I think Grandona's try did make the line, but um, wasn't yeah, clear yeah. conclusive evidence. So yeah, yeah, you can't give us benefit of doubt with a home team, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's only been he's only been playing a couple of weeks. Wayne, go on, give him a try. Yeah, come on. He, he, I, I thought he was. I thought Guandona was signed just to be like Cordero's mate. Look after him. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that does happen sometimes at sport clubs. They'll they'll sign. It happens all the time in football. Like they'll sign like a world class Argentinian, then they'll sign his cousin or his mate just basically so he's got a friend to like hang around with. It's like when you buy a duck, you have to get another duck to keep the duck company. Bit like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly like that. So, it's like right. kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's lonely. We'll have another one. And um, my yeah, my Argentinian's got lonely. Let's get another one. But that sounds bad. Um, right. Let's let's move on to the um, the ladies. The highlight of your weekend. Um, all I can say is, all I can say is, thank fuck, Chiefs started a ladies team. Because. <laughs> yes. They're, they're holding me together at the moment. They're our weekly go-to when the lads haven't had a, had a great weekend. So uh, yeah. our, they went they went out to Gloucester, at, played at King's Home, by the way, you know, at the actual ground, not out the back like was, um, and won the game 36-32 with Kate Zachary scoring a hat-trick from eight. And she's, so she's, she's a beast. Like, so not only are they copying the boys' systems now, but they've also got a number eight who can't stop tr- scoring tries. Um, and she she picked from the base of the scrum on like our ten meter line or something. Yeah, and went the length. Fucking yeah. Uh, how that that's embarrassing, isn't it, for Hartbury's defence? <laughs> well, look, watching the replay of it, it looks it looked almost like they had like two or three girls in the bin because she just had no one in front of her and she just went. It was um, weird, didn't it? Yeah. Brilliant step on the fullback at the end to you know just to make sure, and she could she could have put two other, two other players in, but she obviously had she had the bollocks to go the well not necessarily not not literally to go the to go the length and, and score, um, but yeah she she was well, she's the USA international, I think she's I think she's the American captain at the moment. Um, well, we've got quite a few we've got quite a few Yanks, haven't we? We've got a couple of Yanks, a couple of uh, couple of Canadians as well now uh, have signed. A couple um, of Japanese girls, a couple of Japanese, a couple of Spaniards, and a couple oh. of and a couple of future England roses um, as well. So, so it's a proper multinational squad. But yeah, any any hat trick scored by any player is impressive. And um, we've also tried some Kobayashi Johnson and Nielsen. And my little mate Patty Garcia was playing ten yesterday. That means she's played at scrum half, ten, and inside centre this season. And she um so did she have a she had a conversion and it fell off the tee twice. That's right. Because the and she wind. ran out of time, she just picked it up and twatted it over. Yep, just dropped it. Just dropped it. She, she is becoming a cult hero, isn't she? She really is. Like she's got her own charity as well, which I think is, is which is awesome. It helps uh, underprivileged kids back in Spain. Um she's just an absolute legend. And th- I love that. It's like fucking oh, ball, a bollocks, I'll just drop kick it. Nailed it. <laughs> Honestly, like it's so it's it's so good. Like, you you just seen how many followers she's got on Instagram. Mm. She's ambassador. Just I I just you know for a female Spanish rugby player, it's not someone that you think would get that sort of exposure. Yeah, it's a fairly niche thing that she's uh, gone into, isn't it? <laughs> it's absolutely blown it apart. But yeah, good for, I mean, good for her. Yeah. And the ladies march on. Uh, still third in the table behind uh, Saris of Bristol. But honestly, if they don't make the final this year, I'll be bloody surprised. They have been absolutely supreme and literally our only positive talking point some weeks. Yeah, that would be... That would just... I think I, I, I think I should put money on it. Don't, 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 don't. Anytime you put money near anything, it goes wrong. I'll tell you what... <laughs> I won't go to the final. 
there you go. Yeah, we're fine. Congratulations, ladies, on winning the Allianz 15s because Mooney's staying at home. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, another. But as I said to you at the start, they got to play at, the, at Gloucester's ground because Gloucester obviously also value their women's programme. Well, Gloucester are a good club, mate. We've said that. It's the yeah. only other club we actually like. And we've got them next week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Right. Anyway, let's not talk about that till next week. Oh. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about the thing we you don't really don't want to talk about, or should we just call this pod now and and go home? Oh, mate. Just I don't okay. know how England lost. Um. Well. Um. Now. Point of point of fact, I do not brag. I don't brag. I hate bragging. It does my tits in. I am sick to death on the ca- of all the Twitter and Instagram work of the casual Scottish rugby fans because we beat England yesterday. Who are all oh fuck England? We pumped them. We did this. We, no, we, we didn't. England let Scotland off massively last night. Um, with thanks to Luke Cowan Dickey deciding what to play volleyball. Um, we're going. We'll come to that point in a minute, but. I do feel for you, mate, because that was, as I said, rather get pumped than get than lose close at the end. I uh, went into half time and was like, can't believe we're behind. Yeah, so I that, wasn't worried, and then in the second half, I was like, yeah, I'm not worried at all. Here. We're going to absolutely like once once he starts drip feeding the subs on. Yeah, it should yeah, turn around. This game's perfect for Jack Noll. Yep. What I just don't. Like, we we you know England have kind of got themselves to blame because the amount of territory you know the scrum was dominant the line out was dominant the moor was dominant and we we basically did nothing with it. Yeah, I think a little bit of credit to Scotland's defensive line has got to be given. Steve Tandy is arguably one of the best defence coaches in the world at the minute because he's turned Scotland from basically a bucket with holes in it to a fairly for a fairly decent uh, defensive. I think, and that that doesn't really get uh, the credit it's due. Well, I think I think people do talk about it, but Hamish Watson's just um, broken some record for like the most completed tackles ever in the Six Nations or something. Yeah, I mean, even though he was fairly anonymous yesterday, he was everyone was just putting in a shift yesterday. No, no Scottish player stood out because they just had to put their body in the way. Mm. And you, you can't be a superstar when you're tackling people all day. It's not possible. I mean, the only that, that, that's when that yeah you can if you're the fan of that team. But sometimes, as the opposing fan, you're like, are they actually playing? Yeah, yeah that's that, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, just, it's just it's just a blue wall. It's just a blue line, isn't it? It's, it's not yeah. who it's not who's done that or who's who's made that break or whatever. It's just oh, another blue player has tackled one of our lads. Though I will say, watching Henry Slade running to Johnny Gray gave me actual anxiety. It, 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 the worst thing is right. I don't want to lose to Scotland. I don't want to lose to anyone. But because of the Chiefs lads in the Scottish team, I know once I get over this, I'll be, I will always, I would always now side with Scotland against all the other teams. Mate, it's the same for me in England, and it is. That, because... well, that's very big of you, mate. Because you know, not a lot of Scottish people would say that. Well, that's because because unfortunately, a huge amount of my brethren have got massive chips on their shoulder over something that happened about seven hundred years ago, and it's about time to you know. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. Wow. My mum's my English. My kids are English. I, I sound pretty English. Let's be honest. I've lived here most of my adult life. It, but it's for fuck's sake. It takes a couple of days. You can walk there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not like we took. You know. It's it's a, it's a pathetic argument that shouldn't be had anymore. I love a bit of sport and rivalry. I love the history of the Calcutta Cup. You know, the oldest well, rugby yeah, international. And I tell, I tell you what. On that. What did we say? What did I say to you earlier? The Calcutta Cup actually means something again. Which is great, right? It is, mate. Because you know, if, if I go back, if you go back, say I don't know, seven or eight years in the Six Nations, the only games that that mattered were Ireland, Wales, and England, because yeah. France was shit, Scotland was shit, Italy was shit. Yep. No, and no, now, now, England is shit, Wales is shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Scotland are good. France actually, France are a bit shit today. They weren't. They weren't great. But it's the it's a quintessential quintessential French in the Six Nations, isn't it? It's yeah. which French team turns up. And um, but you know, back you know, last so last like, last night. And this is another thing I want to I want to say that because we've seen it. I've seen it 
time and time again, it's, oh, we don't get a chance to celebrate all this and we never get to, uh, it never happens. And Scotland have always been, never really had a chance. The long suffering Scotland fans, it's like, that shit needs to stop. It needs to stop now. Scotland are a decent side again. We've got great squad. We've got great depth. We've got decent coach. Gregor Townsend's won 29 of his 50 games in charge. You know, beating England back to back for the first time since 1984. And it's like, this is not a shit team. This is not a rare occurrence. Beat Australia in the Autumn Internationals. You know, we're leading at halftime against South Africa. It's, you've got to let that shit go. You've got to let it go. The victim complex can't work anymore because it's stuck. We've got fuck, Stuart Hogg's a fucking European Champions Cup winner, a two division Champions Cup winner. We've got seven Lions in the squad for fuck's sake. Enough. Uh, Enough. And I did the. Um... I did the accent count, didn't I? Yeah, you did. So as I was obviously annoyed, I was like, uh, "They actually had ten Scottish accents in the starting lineup, which is probably a record." Easily, since in back in the, well, not even in the nineties, because Sean Lanine was in there, and he's a Kiwi. But so you got yeah, Hamish, Hamish Watson, Ali Price, English accents. Yeah, uh, Chris Harris, English, and then you've just got where's Sam Johnson from? He's an Aussie, New Zealand, Australian. Oh yeah, same thing. And then, and then Duhan, obviously. But... <laughs> One thing I did like, I'm not going to label the point on Scott because I do want to talk about England. Um, was when Duhan marked it, put that shit kick in. And you could just see his brain go, didn't like that. Not doing that anymore. Yeah. Duhan run. Duhan only play run. To, play to your strengths, mate. Yeah, exactly. But you know, Chiefs watch. Fucking seeing Simo in the eight shirt, he was incredible. He was, Honestly, he was good yesterday. Right. His work rate was unbelievable. Most carries, wasn't it? Most meters made. Most meters made, most carries. And this is what this is what we know he does, but he also scores tries. Mm. When given the opportunity to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah Just, what... Does he keep his pl- does he keep his space? Does he keep the eight shot, do you think, after that? Yeah, definitely. Don Brandon on. No, I just, I just, well, look, we could talk about the substitutions. They ruined the game for England. Yeah. Uh, this is the thing. Blaming Dickey, you know, Dick, Dickey helped. He, Dickey helped Scotland catch up quicker than if, you know, they had to do it themselves, obviously, because it was a penalty try. Yeah. But taking Smith off made no fucking sense. None. He was keeping, he was keeping the defensive line honest. And if, and if, if, they got up on him quickly. He was giving it to Slady quickly enough that Slady could put in a kick behind or run it out. And it was he was in total charge yesterday. Finn Russell was awake for about 10 minutes. The rest of the time he was asleep. Wasn't impressed with Finn Russell at all yesterday. Apart well, from those five minutes where he kicked us to death. Yeah. That was it. That being said, England had all the ball yesterday. They had all the possession. And so you can't really do anything without the ball. But when Smith had, when Smith had the ball in, in hand, he looked lethal. And it was constant. You could see he was a constant stress for the Scottish defensive line. And then, oh, okay, we'll take him off. Yeah, what's Smith famous for? What, what would you say he's famous for? Pulling games um, out of his ass at the end. Actually, having nothing to play with and then putting in an unbelievable five minutes and winning the game for you. It's, oh, that's, that's what he does. There, watching that second half, and I was thinking, oh my god, get Jack Noll on now. Mm. Take 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 Daly off because he was up. The less said about him, the better. Uh, he was there for one thing, and when the opportunity came to use him to do it, they didn't do it. He, did you see him just like running away from tackles? Yeah, pointless. I was thinking, just put Marchant into thirteen, get Noll on the wing. You mean put Marchant in the position alongside Slade that beat South Africa? Well, yeah, but. <laughs> Combination strange, but yeah, yeah, because it's not like Daly and Slade offers much of a difference from that marching. Yeah. They're quite they're in it almost interchangeable, aren't they? Slade and Daly, and yeah, both boots on them. I mean, well, Slade's a better footballer by miles. Um, that's not me being biased, he's just he's a far more better, he's a better distributing player. Yeah. But when you've got Jack Noel on the bench and it's not quite clicking, knowing what he can do. And Eddie Jones knows what Jack Noll can do. He trusts it. He's always had. He yeah. gets him in the squad as soon as he's fit. Even when he's just come back from injury, he gets selected. Eighty-first minute. Honestly, really? that that for me, that picture of Noll 
stood on the sideline like, oh, I'm not, I'm not allowed on or something, on the, in like the 81st minute. That just, that's when I knew I was done with Eddie Jones. Yeah, I was just, um, he, he's lost it. He's lost it. Like when, when Dickie went off, right? So Dick, Dickie's getting loads of shit for this. It, yeah, he. I don't know what he was doing when when the ball came over. He should have just caught it. Or something Chiefs players should learn is let the winger catch the ball and then tackle them. Yeah, then smoke them, yeah. Because it's happened a couple of times to us in Prem Finals where we've competed for it. You're better off just letting them catch it and driving them out. Um, if I'm Dickie and I'm standing next to Darcy Graham, I'm, take, I'm giving him half a step and I'm just going to crush him. Yeah. Because that's what he's there to do. No, but also... Finn, so Finn Russell put a cross kick in that created the whole that created the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's got the ball back, and Finn Russell, being Finn Russell, has gone. Well, that worked. I'll do it again. Yeah. Oh, there's a hooker over there. Why was the England back three spread all in the that's, far corner? Well, well I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe that's what happens when you don't have any wingers on the pitch. Well, yeah, they're all yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair point. Two fullbacks in the centre on the wing. Yeah. It's like it, I just couldn't. Dickie's obviously gone shit. There's a man out there. I've got to cover it. The ball's gone up. He's not. He's not his job to jump and catch things. It's his job to throw it in and break people. Um, and that's what. And that's what fucks me off, right? About these Six Nations casuals that come out of the woodwork. Yeah. And and like the abuse that Dickie's got has been. It's it's been shocking. It has been. But anyone who knows anything about rugby knows that a, a hooker shouldn't be caught out on the fucking wing <laughs> competing with a winger. Now, in the, another thing to jump to Dickie's defence, he's not the first player to do something like that. No. If you, no. Back, if you think back to the New Zealand Lions tour, second test, a kick went up into the into the dead ball zone and Sonny Bill Williams jumped up and basically volleyballed it straight straight into the end, uh, dead zone. Knocked mm. it down, got red card. That's what basically won the Lions the second test was because they were... New Zealand were down to 14 for the rest of the game and Sonny Bill was off because Sonny he Bill basically... He didn't, get, he didn't get a red card for kicking it off. He got a red card for shouldering Watson. No, he no, it was his second yellow. It was his second yellow. He got, right. he got, the, yellow for, he got the yellow right. for Watson and he got a second yellow. That's right. No, no, you're, you're, you're both right. Then he got the second yellow for, for batting it out deliberately. So you deliberately when you deliberately smash the ball dead or deliberately knock it forward, it's the yellow card effect. So mm. but he, Sonny Bill went Oh shit! Can I not do that? Yeah. Heard him on the ref might go. I thought that was all right because it went backwards. He went, no, 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 you can't. You deliberately killed the boy. Like, oh sh. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And Dickie's gone. Dickie said himself, like, I didn't actually, you know, know what to do. No. I wasn't yeah. the reg, so I just panicked and went, oh, and, and got. Yeah. He, he, some are saying, oh, he could have caught it, but he's like, I don't think he would have caught it. No. I don't think no. he, he was. He was behind him slightly. And even if he had, Graham would have just got straight over and jackled him. Yeah. And he was, he was fucked whatever happened. It wasn't his job to do that. So leave so, Dickie up. I mean, I know I put a silly meme up of him in a Scotland shirt, but it's meant with yeah, love. But, mate, but come on, mate. We, you know, you can't, take, you can't take the game too seriously. I know I'm bummed out, but, we, you know, we still like to make our memes. It makes us feel better. Yeah, it was just a bit, it's a bit, it's, a, it's poking fun at this, a, a very daft situation, like saying, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah but, but just he had, a great game. he had a great game up until that moment, and that's what fucks me off more than anything. It was like, well, actually, he was probably the best player on the pitch. Yeah, he put a fucking grubber through, a good one. It was brilliant, which nearly paid off. <laughs> so, but right, going back to Eddie Jones being Eddie Jones. So Dickie's off the pitch, and you've got Joe Marler throwing a line out. Yeah. It's just, it's just shit like that, mate. Like it's shit like that, and you're just like, well, no wonder we lost the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I, I don't, sorry, another one. What the fuck was Harry Randall not brought on? Oh, Maybe, mate, imagine how he feels. I mean, I, I feel so sorry for that kid. He gets mugged off every time he's been in the England squad. Yeah, ben, so and very much. I'm a I'm an international fan who lived with Greg Laidlaw. At scrum half in about ten years, he's so slow. He's so slow to district. Ali Price caught him out, yeah. dicking him at the back of the rug. Because I'm fucking having you, and it's like there's a re- and there's a, that's the sort of reasons Ben Young didn't go on the last Lions tour. You've got mm. Fee Quirk and Harry Randall. They're ready to go. I know you need a bit of experience inside Marcus Smith. I get that, 
but I, I just don't, it wasn't working. So you've just brought George Ford on. So you've got your experience there. Bring on Harry Randall. Give him 10 minutes. See what he can do. Yeah. Is that yeah I, think, I think we put, I think England put too many subs on at once. I think we put like four or five, four, four subs on at once. Yeah, ruined the, ruined the, ruined the team, mate. Ruined it. It did because we, we had dominance in every area. Yeah, okay, right. And look, you, ha- you know, what the Dickey um, yellow card made a massive difference on the outcome of the game, for sure. Oh, of course it did. But, it you, you know, some of the, like, some of the, you know, but some of the players we had on the bench, it's just like, and they just don't even get, get a chance to do anything. It's like, why, what is the point in bringing Noel on on the 81st minute unless Noel was like, Oh, if you don't mind, I've got you know, I've, I've got a couple of mortgage payments that need to be made. I could do with the twenty-five grand. <laughs> yeah, the pub's not been doing too well because of COVID. Can I get on? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, the, the, the own, I mean, this is me playing a very, 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 very loose devil's advocate here. The only reason I think he brought Jack Noel on then was because there was a scrum in the middle that took about. I think. Well, some say it's still being reset now. Um, that the the play was going to be. Put Jack Noel on the left wing, get it to Jack. That's that's all I can, that's all I can think of. Get 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 some going forward ball. There'll be a scrum penalty advantage because we've got the better scrum. Put it through the hands, get it to Jack, and if not, we'll come back for the penalty. That's that, that's it. That's as far as I can see bringing him on at the end because that last section of the game of those scrums is one of the worst seg- segments of refereeing I've ever seen. Ben O'Keefe. And now this is the one thing that's united Mooney and I. Ben O'Keefe was crap yesterday, but on both sides of the ball, he missed so much, so much, both both from England and from Scotland. Bent line out throws from both hookers, dodgy clear outs, bloody illegal jackling, all the sorts, all the stuff that you think is a bread oh, and neck butter. rolls. Well, yeah, Watson didn't get anything for that neck roll, did he? No, it was a penalty. It was a penalty. They reversed yeah. the penalty. We had a penalty yeah, but, and it was not reversed, but that was that was it. That's fine, but it's still a neck roll. It's either yeah, a neck it's roll or it's not. It's a yellow card. <laughs> it's a yellow card and I I, I, I can't I won't defend yeah. him on that. And well, what's... People, people do neck rolls, it happens all the time, you know. It's I don't always think it's deliberate, but it's like just be consistent, be a bit more consistent. And the but the there was like eight scrums at the end and then and then like massive Harlequins vibes when the Scottish player just dove his hands on the floor over the ball. Gretzky turnover. Yes. Like, hello. That's one of the. Well, it was it was Sam Hidalgo Klein in the Champions Cup. It's exactly what it was. It was yeah. it was exactly it was almost the same position for Christ's sake. And I mean, there was just. Well, we saw Ben O'Keefe in the first Lions test, and we absolutely crucified him, and yeah. and deservedly so. The only the only plus side when a referee is bad is that both sides get treated. As badly as the other, there was there was just there was scrum penalty. I mean, there was a couple of resets where you know Nell went down and then Marla would bore in on him, and so I can understand why they reset a couple of times, but not to not was it five six resets? As soon as late, you've just got to freak, just got to make a decision, just blame someone. It well, doesn't matter when it is, just fucking blame someone. You've got you're there to keep play a game, not just constantly scrum in the center of the field. Well, and, yeah, he he bottled the end of that game massively. Yeah, he, he did not want to get it wrong and cost England the game, or get it wrong and cost Scotland the game. But, why but, do we? Why do we have so many like Southern Hemisphere refs for the Six Nations? Why don't we just use the refs? I don't from know. The Northern Hemisphere. I, don't get it. I don't get it. I've never have because you very rarely see. Um, I think Luke Pearce was the only Northern Hemisphere ref that went down and did the Rugby Championship this year. Mm. Um, that, could, that could have been COVID protocols, I don't know, but I don't remember seeing you know, Poit or anyone else down there. Um, but, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, yeah, all, yeah, it's, yeah. The ref was the star of the show yesterday, to be honest. I have to be careful of what I wish for here because um, we've got that bloody Scottish ref for the Wales game, so. Yeah, well, he wasn't. Too, he read uh, France Italy today. He wasn't too bad. Yeah, you know, you know, you can't a game like that. You know what's going to happen. It's not really a fifty-fifty. <laughs> yeah, good point. Well, I don't, to be honest, mate. I mean, I don't think it's a fifty-fifty next week as well. I would expect England to do a number of Wales. They were shit yesterday. Well, they were, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> they were really bad. 
Um, I mean, Josh Adams at 13 is hilarious. Uh, why did Wales keep doing that, putting wingers at 13? Because okay. 13 is like, defensively like the, one of the hardest positions, right? Yeah. It, it, well, normally a 13 is your defensive um, captain almost. He's the one who's yeah. calling the line. And, you know, it's, yeah, it, that's, that's why it's why Chris Harris is such a good defender. But it, yeah, it's. Yeah, it makes Josh, no sense. For, for, for Josh, <laughs> so at least he tried to murder Johnny Sexton. Who, which I thought was quite funny. He milked the shit out of that though, Sexton. Really did. Oh, but he always does. He always does. I mean, Ireland looked good. Yeah, Ireland have got to be favourites now. France France didn't look too good today. Nah. The, the Ireland will win this, I think, quite yeah. easily. And then I think, well, England will probably finish fourth now. Yeah. So, well, I, I, it's great to be Wales. It's great to be Wales. And but then we have got Ireland at home, Wales at home. Yeah. Mm. This could be this. This could also be just one of those bogey matches. You know, it was just yeah, happened a couple of years Dave, ago. You we, we beat us, and then you went on to win the championship. So, but Dave, when you lose the first game of the Six Nations, the Six Nations is over. Remember who you're talking to? Yes, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, like to me, it is now. It is literally over now. It is damage limitation now, isn't it? As opposed to the Grand Slam's not an option. But in England, um, it's Grand Slam or nothing at all, mate. Yeah. No, I'll so, try, and have, try and get the triple crown. But, um, ah! oh, say something that was fucking horrible. Fucking uh, Guinness, Guinness put it up. It was just, uh, so I'm sorry to do this, but it was uh, the last, so the last time England, uh, Scotland beat England back to back was 1984, as I said. The last time Scotland won a Grand Slam was 1984. And I just read it. Went fuck off with that. <laughs> just don't. Just don't. We won't Imagine. We don't fucking say it. You just you don't <laughs> you don't tempt the beast like that. Okay, you just leave it alone. It's not gonna. It would be a lovely way for for Hog. It would be great for Hoggy because next World Cup will be his last World Cup, and hopefully Scotland do a bit better than the last one. But no, <laughs> not oh, that. Mate, I, don't, I don't know, mate. You know, Scotland have not got the biggest um, pool of players. I reckon Hoggy's. Got a few years yet. I hope so. But I can't do you know, next world. I can't see him being at the World Cup after next. He's not had um, many injuries, has he? Like bad injuries. He had, he had a couple of crackers when he was younger. He was out mm-hmm. for a good period of time when he was at Glasgow, but he was like twenty three, so he didn't really matter. Yeah, well, he is the bionic man, isn't he? Yeah, he was a bit. And I love the fact his smile now is so straight and so white. He looks like he's got his gum shield in all the time. Does he realise that it, how ridiculous it looks? I think he might now. Like the, the teeth is like, like it, they are great. They're too white. Yeah, <laughs> and he fake tans Nile. I did the, the last point though. I know you didn't see because you probably kicked the TV to death. But this point was here. Hoggy awarded himself the Calcutta Cup. It, Princess Anne was on her way down, and he just went and grabbed it. <laughs> Gave it. Rude. A kick. Oh shit! Put that. Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Mark. Put that back. Cheers. Rude. Rude. Um, yeah, well, look, let's um, let's draw a line under it, please, and move on. Yeah, we can be all friendly again next week now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but anyway, so we got through, we got through it, and Q and A to, to finish it off, as we always do. Um, any oh, there's no rumours this week, is it? Oh, Sam Vidal climbs off the Benetton. If anyone didn't already know, we, um, we I think we broke that. Yeah, three year contract. Off he goes. Thanks very much, Sam. Sorry. Sorry to see you yeah. go. We it's one. a shame. It's a shame, really, but something wasn't right, was it? Yeah, obviously, yeah, indeed. But anyway, so Alexis has asked the question, and we pretty much answered it at the beginning of the pod, to be fair. How good was Pearson yesterday? Um, very, very good. When, um, when you have a, yeah, when you have a player that you basically don't know exists, yeah. and then they, they come in and play like that against the full-strength Wasp team, then I, I want to see more of him. Can't wait. Yeah, indeed. Just got to get Dave out of the way a little bit. <laughs> keep him poorly and, uh, yeah so him. what did you drop out with illness illness uh, hopefully he's alright for next week capital I capital LL <laughs> yeah just, just illness everybody mm. uh, now this is one that you'd probably appreciate actually James has asked can we replay a pod from when we've won a game yeah I don't think anyone's going to listen to this pod anyway so I don't either mate to be fair but hopefully yeah. they if you, if you get to this point message us and and say you did. I'm yeah. impressed. Yeah. If you made it to questions, thank you so much. Yeah, because yeah. I know I know we do have a few Scottish listeners. 
they've made themselves very known. Yeah. Fiona, <laughs> enough now. Yeah, and, now. and enough. so I know I know we have a few Scottish listeners, but we lose listeners when Chiefs lose. Yeah, like, that, that's just what happens. I, I just think this weekend is going to be terminal for our uh, for our numbers. But hey, okay. we got we got six, and three of them were me. Right, yeah. um, so oh, it's a serious question. Um, Steve has asked: uh, Will the club, not the fans, will the club push for the chop to go after the rebrand? Because we've spoken a couple of weeks now, and we said the chop probably won't go. Uh, well, um, they the, the, they can stop playing the tune. Yeah. But they can't stop fans making a noise. Uh, no, they can't. No, but then they—they never asked the fans to wear headdresses. That was a choice the fans made. Precisely. Um, so, I think it's also to be serious for a moment. To police that, it's going to be very difficult. Do you know what would be amazing? If, if like a player changed his name to Tom O'Hawk, <laughs> or just shot. Yeah, <laughs> we're just seeing for choppy. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, that that that'd be good. Now, I I think it'll just die a slow death eventually, and we'll just just have to yeah. start getting new songs. Just you know, there's not enough of that in rugby, to be honest. It'll fil- it'll filter out, and I know I noticed on the re- the uh, the Premiership um, replay today, you could hear the chance of Chiefs quite loudly. You couldn't really hear the ch- the chop when it was being done. No. It was being done, but it wasn't. It you know it wasn't being belted out like it was when we were at Bristol, yeah, or when we were at the shed. It's just, no. yeah. It, I think I think in time it'll die to death, but I don't think the club is really going to be able to push for it to go. Well, I they think, might, yeah, but we'll see what happens next year. I think everyone just say, "Look, guys, you've got a few few months left. Give it beans, and then whatever happens yeah. next year happens." Yeah, indeed. Right, uh, John's asked a couple of questions because not many people have asked us questions tonight, mate. Uh, John's yeah. asked uh, two questions. What can be done about Radio Devon? <laughs> because if, they, if anyone was trying to listen to the Chiefs' second half at Radio Devon, they lost the signal at one point, apparently, and it went back to some Plymouth bloody FA Cup game. But um, they are pretty, they are pretty crap, aren't they? Uh, it, it's it's just shite, really, and and, and radio, it's like Radio Devon. It's like, oh yeah, we'll play it if we, you know, if it's convenient. Uh, that's why we want to do our alternative commentary. We have got to work out how to do this. Eventually, we have got to sit down and work out how the technology works and make it work. There's plenty of people do it, so it can't be that hard. It's got to be, yeah. I mean, there's got to be a way because it, it's. It's shit, really, isn't it? It's shit. Yeah, I mean, so if you haven't heard, there's, I, I need to find out who he is, and because I don't want to discredit an ex-player, but he forgets he's on commentary, <laughs> yeah. and, and he just starts chatting. Oh, it's a great tackle that! Like, who made it? Where was it? Yeah. Who, who's doing what now? Come on, talk to us. I don't want to hear about what Jack Maunder's dad was like back in the day. Oh, yeah. What's going on? And the the, com- the commentator who's the main punt, the main sort of Mullin style commentator, he's fucking clueless. Um, so yeah, it needs to be modernised a bit. So um, yeah. let's get the hashtag going. Try talking for Radio Devon or something. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, come on, the next Chiefs of Change can start a freaking thing. We can start with. Um, now this is this question. I don't, you know, with SHC Hill and Co leaving and these inconsistent results. Would it suggest that there maybe there's some back, some issues backstage that we're not seeing? Um, no, not for me. I'm not. No, I just I think look, we we're we're obviously an honest club trying to get under the salary cap. Yeah, we are missing a fuck loads of players. We have been pretty much all season. season. Yeah, and it, I, I think just like some years, you just you just have to like draw a line under it. You just have too many injuries and. And the trouble, the issue we've had this year is it, it was getting better, then it seems to have got worse. Yeah. So I, w- it, I always knew Six Nations this year was going to be fucking difficult. I didn't realise it was going to be like this, though. No, but it, it's, it's, it's like double down, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's crazy. And with okay, we know why Johnny Hill's leaving. He's chasing money. Sam Skinner's clearly chasing more money, and I think he he fa- he fancies himself starting every week for Edinburgh. Yeah, he, he 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 thinks I can get into that side and I can stay there, as opposed to will I be at six or will I be at second row or will I be on the bench because Johnny's fit? 
you know, it's. I think he fa- he fancies himself partner, partnering Grant Gilchrist long term, and but SHC leaving as we said, it's you know, he obviously doesn't fit the criteria that Baxter wants in a scrum off. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's any issues behind the scenes. It just doesn't. Yeah, what, 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 we, we are, we're going for a rebuild. Let's see. Ask this question a couple of years. I think we're going to have some of these young lads. You're going to be like, "Oh, they'll be world beaters." Yeah, and we'll yeah. be like, "Oh, no, you know, it needed to happen, and it's happened." So, yeah, exactly. At some point, it's got to, doesn't it? You've got to go through the pain at some point. Yeah, in three years' time, when it's the Six Nations window and our two starting locks are going off to Wales to <laughs> yeah win the triple crown, then then we'll be pissed, but. Until yeah. that day comes. Until that day or they just break them in training again. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Uh, so this, this is a good one from uh, Steve Pete. Best away days. Tear the away days is what he's asked. And Murrayfield doesn't count. Actually, it does fucking count. And you should go because it's an amazing atmosphere. England, Scotland, or in fact, any Scottish international game is unbelievable up at Murrayfield. But for the Prem, it's got to be Gloucester, right? Uh, well, so, I've, only, I've only been to. Irish, Gloucester, and Bath. I've I done. I did Gloucester, done Bath. I did Newcastle once years ago. Fuck that. Yeah, that was all. That was a bit of a lads a weekend away. So mm. um, that was the grounds crap. <laughs> I don't know, but great bands, good time. But yeah, um, yeah, Gloucester, Gloucester is amazing. I like Gloucester because it feels like, like I always said, it feels like an actual small town rugby club in many yeah. ways. It feels amateur as fuck. Bath, yeah, Bath is just, you've got to go there because of where it is. Yeah. Uh, that, mate, that, that Blood and Irish Stadium was incredible, but like, you know, they opened an hour and a half before and they had bloody pizzas. You could have seven pizzas. Yeah, the football vibes. Yeah, too, too much football vibes, but yeah, the, it was an amazing stadium, but. Also, they had like all the the fans there didn't really give a shit. There was a game of rugby on. Yeah, in out, in out, in out. Whereas in Gloucester, you know, they're proper rugby fans. Don't move. So so far, (laughs) that's my decision so far. Yeah. If we get to, I'll do more next year. Yeah. If we get some more away days, we'll uh, we'll add we'll add them on. Yeah. Uh, uh, The last the last question of the night. See, and we nearly made an hour. (laughs) <laughs> so, from Barry, who should we target as a signing? Because unfortunately, the rumours circulating with the, like, the likes of Cummings and Cruz have all gone a bit quiet. Yeah, um, but we've got we've got to target a second row. We've got to, and it's we got need, to be a one. Yeah, we need probably two. Yeah, but they can't be internationals. We need one. We need a like an out of favour international. Yeah. Yeah, George Chris would be perfect. <laughs> he would be. Um, who else is out there though? Really, who's not? Who's not settled? And who's not? It's, it's a very strange time for rugby. People aren't looking to make huge moves. Will um, Skelton. Oh yeah, that pissed Sarries off. Yeah. Oh, he's just absolutely massive, isn't he? So, <laughs> and that Lou Diago, he's probably... He's getting a bit upset up at sale from what we hear. Yeah. Um, God, can you imagine that? <laughs> Fuck it, let's just get Elizabeth in. Fuck it, let's just go. Let's just go completely rogue. This is going to sound <laughs> really bad. Uh-oh. Do you think Ludiago has got like wankers blink? <laughs> you know, you noticed. I haven't, but I'm going to have to look now. Right. <laughs> we'll Next time, at him all the time. Next time you watch this, next time you watch the sale game, has Lou Diog wankers play? I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> I debated whether saying that on the pod, but fuck it. Well, he's out there now. No one's <laughs> listening today anyway, so <laughs> no one to hear it. So you're fine. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, we need we need a not. Well, I'd like Nick White to come back. That'd be nice. Oh, that would, if, if if they said Nick White's coming back, I'd like all my dreams would have come true. Yeah, but. I would, I definitely then, have an accident if he comes back. You, you, we need look. You, we need another. The thing is, if if you if you've got a fit Townsend, I'm like I'm actually quite happy. Yeah, but he hasn't been fit for years, really. 
like consistently yeah. fit. So I think he's taken all of Jack Knoll's injury away from him. Exactly. But like John Coffey in Green Mile. Um, <laughs> no, the trouble with Townsend is a little shit. When when players score, he jumps on their backs, and I always think he's going to injure someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Hogs the same. So probably karma. Yeah. Oh, actually, that was something I forgot to say about Pearson. I meant to say earlier. Did you see whenever wasps were um, setting up a box kick? They were setting up a caterpillar. It was fucking brilliant what he was doing. He actually got a warning from Wayne Barnes for doing it. He was lying on top of like Launchbury and pinning them into the ruck. So he was just he was just lying, putting all his weight on top of them so they couldn't get up. So the next ruck that's formed twenty five meters back, wasps had four players out the way because they were all per- <laughs> all lying under Pearson. He was just holding them down, like, yep. Well, great shithousery for a young player. <laughs> to the point that Wayne Barnes had to say to him, that you can't keep just lying on top of them like that. <laughs> Sorry, boss, that's what we do in the shit divisions. Um, but yeah, so new, new second row, decent second row, a decent scrum half would do me. Um, but they're, that's, they're the most key areas. Maybe another centre. Well, like uh, Cal Redpath. Well, yeah. But the thing is, we've got Witten. Yeah, Witten's on his way. He's got to be retiring at some point. Devoto, Witten, Slade, O'Brien, Hendrickson. Yeah. But that's it, really, isn't it? Skinner's playing all right in there. He's not doing yeah, that. He, he, actually, he actually is playing all right, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, so. But it's good to have a 12 that can play 10. And a 10 well, I was going to say, then if you're, if you're classing Skinner as a centre, we need another 10. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Mm. Yeah, I did, they've got to be they've got to be targeting locks. They've got to be targeting locks. They've got to be targeting scrum halves. And you know, the list of people that I'd want to see there have already signed. I mean, I know it's I know he's another Scott, but Ali Price is probably one of the best scrum halves in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment. And yeah, he's he's just re-signed for Glasgow, so he's off the books. You know, there's no way all the Irish lads are, are signed up for multi-long deals. Someone like Thomas Williams, maybe from Wales. You won't, yeah, you won't get an Irish player ever unless no. they're retiring. Yeah, and Scottish, Scottish player. Yeah, I mean Ali Price is exactly the sort of player that would probably fit in really well at Chiefs. Yeah, yeah and those Welsh scrum halves. But have they got enough caps to be able to leave Wales? You know, the prison that is Welsh rugby. Well, yeah. I mean, look what we're having to Reese Webb. He had to basically be kicked out of the Welsh setup and then get signed by Bath, didn't he? Um, Did I tell you about the, the Welsh fans giving me shit about Christ? No. Oh, yeah, they were like, um, well, no, it's not just Welsh fans. I, said, I basically said Wales would have been better off leaving him at Chiefs to actually develop. Yeah. The Welsh fans are like, you're not even fucking playing him. It's like, are you taking the piss? He's fucking basically a kid. And we've had COVID for two years. We were playing him at the beginning of the season. Wales picked him. And we've not had a chance to play him. Oh, yeah, but he looked amazing. We played for like five minutes. It was, it was, it was just a blatant cap. And then I was like, well, look, you know, well, young Welsh players are safer in the English Premiership academies than they are in Welsh regions. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because Welsh rugby hasn't got a fucking clue what it's doing. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, hence, it's, it's, hence it's why we've got loads of young Welsh players because <laughs> they don't want to be there. Yeah, it's it's a mess. Wales really is. So, uh, and, but then we're developing all these young Welsh players, which are kind of like detrimental for England, isn't it? Well, here's the thing with the the cap the way it's being. So this this whole match day twenty three, you've got to have a certain amount of English qualified players. This long term, that's not the way forward, is it? Let's be honest. We've got a lot of Welsh in. Inter- Potential internationals on our cap and Scottish, internationals. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but yeah, but we haven't got they're not coming through our academy. We've got a lot no. of Welsh coming through the academy who are going to clearly get capped by Wales, who we're going to have to offload. So it's like, how, yeah, how does that work with um, like catchment areas? <sighs> we, had, we did this, didn't we? I, I don't know. No, yeah, weird. Well, for, someone tell us. Yeah, if anyone who knows anything about the actual work inner workings of rugby clubs, can you let us know? <laughs> This is a disaster waiting to happen, honestly. But anyhow, we can labour that point all night, I think. But um, long story short, for me, it was two out of three ain't bad. Uh, for Mooney, I think he just wants to drink himself into a small pit and forget yesterday ever happened. But onwards and upwards, we've got Gloucester next week. 
And we said it a few pods ago, mate, that win up at Kingsholm looks even more impressive now with the way Gloucester have been playing. Um, I don't yeah. think... I don't, I'm not as worried about playing Gloucester next week as I was about Wasps. I think that if they can put, if they can put themselves about like they did yesterday, I think they could pull it off, the lads. I really do. I'm, I'm quietly positive. I'm always, I'm always I'm confident. confident. I'm always confident. Let's see. And now, I don't even think it matters who's in the team sheet after this weekend. I'm going to, you know, it's that's filled me with a bit of, a bit more confidence. But yeah. it's, you know, it's been an up and down season, hasn't it? Yeah, indeed. We should have Don Armand back as well. He should be he should be cleared to play after his concussion. So Don Armand back should have Ewers back and no doubt there might be some other little surprise. Oh, that'd be nice. Maybe a new signing. That'd be nice. Maybe not. Probably another person leaving. Anyhow, bet you're glad we started this podcast now. Anyway. Thank, I hope I, I hope I steered us through the the icebergs. Okay, not too bad tonight. Um, thanks for listening to those who have. It's probably about five of you. Um, we will be back next week, hopefully with some more positive news uh, from the ladies' team and whatever the boys can drum up. So uh, we'll speak to you next week. Thanks for being gentle, Dave. We'll catch you all next week. <laughs>